This is episode 107 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today we're going to talk to Christina Granga about the F word, faith. My name is Stephanie Dozier. I'm a clinical nutritionist. And at 35, I was trapped with severe anxiety, panic attack, obesity, and my health completely collapsed. I needed solution and the journey began. Each episode of the Beyond the Food Show, we bring you an expert or a message to help you achieve your health goal, unlock your self-confidence, and live a better life. And today, we're talking about faith and how faith can help us or hinder us in our health journey. And my guest today is Christina Granga, a certified holistic health coach, weight loss and nutrition specialist, and she has a powerful personal journey with faith. She lost a brother to cancer and she had this ha-ha moment in her life. And today, her life purpose is to learn, grow, and transform others with that experience of faith. So we're going to have a very cool discussion around faith. And before you get your back up, for those of you who may not have a belief in God, we're taking the approach of both religious and non religious, more spiritual aspect of faith. So I invite you to listen. And and I have to say that that is the reason why I avoided the topic of faith up to show 107 today because of the political noise around faith and the judgment that some people have. And, And personally, I had the same judgment for almost 20 years because, and I'll share during the episode, my experience with faith and organized religion and I did not know yet how to approach this in the context of the podcast and our journey towards ending this food obsession and overeating and binging and what was the role of faith into this. So that's going to be the context of the discussion today but I want to bring us back to Like, is it really important to have faith? And I dug out a very interesting study around religious and non-religious spiritual faith and how it can actually benefit in our health. And the number are absolutely outstanding. I'm just going to give you a few here. Faith can help us cope with adversity, reduce stress, increase hope for a better outcome, optimism. 73% of the respondent saw a significant positive relationship to the outcome of their life when they practice more faith, religious or non-religious, in their life. 61% found greater self-esteem when they practice more faith in their life. And we know that, ladies, that self-esteem is at the root of our craving, of our overeating and our binging. Could the solution to that be into increasing faith in our life? That's what the discussion today is is about. So are you ready to do this? Let's go for it. Hey, Christina, how are you? Hey, Stephanie, I'm great. I'm great. Super excited to be on your show. Excited to have the conversation about fate because that has been a personal journey of mine. And something that I've, I want to say, stayed quiet upon because of 
the whole relationship to religion and what people perceive as faith. So I'm hoping that today our conversation will help people guide them through what faith is and how it can contribute to their own journey. And in researching the topic, as I was sharing with you just a little bit earlier, I found a study in PubMed, which I will link in the show notes, that talked about the health benefit of having faith, either religious or spiritual, to our health. And the number were astonishing. Like 70% of the respondents reported better diet management with those that have religious or spiritual faith. That number was just like blew me away. So that'll be the context to our discussion today. And the first question I want us to tackle is, what is faith? <laughs> great, great. I really completely understand and resonate with, is faith something that you know you want to be out there with? Because is it politically correct? Politics and faith or your religion are those things that people really avoid, right? Because it causes conflict. It causes wars. But when it comes to like the definition of faith, I mean, the actual definition of faith, if you look it up, is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And that in itself, I mean, you can have faith in anything, right? Mm -hmm. And when it comes to religion, it's strong belief in God or in doctrines of religion. Mm -hmm. And even beyond that, if you look at the Bible and how it defines faith, if you look up Hebrews 11, 1, it says, now faith and the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So, you know, really, it's just trusting in something that you can't explicitly prove. And going even beyond that is it takes kind of two sides of something. It's like intellect and trust. It takes trust and intellect and believing in something and then trusting that it's actually true. Like, for example, a a chair, you can actually recognize that a chair is, is a chair, right? But you trust that Trust is actually, you know, sitting in a chair that is going to work. <laughs> well, in the same way that we trust that the sun's going to rise in the morning mm-hmm. and it's going to go down at night. We just have that knowing, that trust that it's going to happen. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, when I was sort of figuring out my path and my journey and how I wanted to teach people, I thought to myself, well, what's been like the number one solid constant in my life that's really helped me get through things, you know, get through difficulties or succeed in life. And it's really, you know, that strong inner belief, you know, and I have specific beliefs, but that's to be determined by the person. So that inner faith really makes a big difference. And like you said, it's the trust. And I think for me, when I think of faith, and for many people that have or do not have faith, often it comes back to a question of control. Mm. And control in the sense that I control elements of my life that will ensure that I'm successful or that I get X, Y, Z. What do you think of the concept of faith and control and having to let go of control to have faith? Well, I think that's a constant struggle. 
with a lot of people, but especially with somebody that has a really strong personality. I mean, you're if you're a type A person and you really have strong convictions about what you can actually accomplish yourself, well, then there's that little internal battle sometimes comes about. And for me, I am that person. I have been my entire life from a determined child to a determined adult. And I know that I can accomplish a lot, but it's when I typically take a step back and say, okay, you know, and really go to God and say, okay, I need to have some trust and some faith here that what I'm doing is where I'm supposed to be going or that you'll give me the strength to accomplish those goals. It's about letting go of some of that control, can I say? Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. There's that statement even in, in the AA, let go and let God. I think that's where, I yes. think that's where that came from. <laughs> and I think that's why in the context of the work that I do with people, the context of faith is so difficult for women to understand and apply because people who tend to have a food obsession or cravings or overeating tend to have this type A controlling personality. And they think that by applying more rules, more rigorous control into their life, they're going to get better results. Right, right. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. And then also the way that I look at it is when it comes to faith and the way that I think of it and believe is God never intended for us to be obsessed over food. And that is something that has happened. He didn't intend us to feel guilty about it either. Yes. <laughs> and we have developed through our society and through our life, many lifetimes, obsessions and guilt and condemnation around something that is good for us or supposed to be good for us. I mean, if you look up the definition of food, it's a nutritious substance that mm. people or animals eat or drink in order to maintain life and growth. It's not about something bad. Mm -hmm. And by us, I mean, we could go down the path of labeling good and bad and that tense <laughs> and then put value on food. But and we'll come back to that. Let's leave that a little bit aside and go to this whole context of faith being religious and non-religious and spiritual. Because from your belief, you're coming from a place of God. Is Do we need to believe in a God to have faith? Because that's another big component of the questioning of fate, right, in people's life. Right, right. Absolutely. And that is going to be very individualistic. Mm -hmm. And so faith is a belief. Faith isn't a religion. Faith is a belief. You can have faith in anything. But do you want to just have faith in anything? Or if you believe in creation, do you want to have faith in something that created you as a being, as a beautiful, perfect individual? And I think we need to make sure that we believe that we are perfectly created and we are beautiful. I think women especially, we're so hard on ourselves. It's just incredible that we don't think we were made right or that there's something wrong or something missing. And so, you know, having faith, faith to me is, yes, faith in God. 
And why not have faith in something in a higher being or something that you believe created you? So that's where I come from. But you can have faith in anything. And when it comes to spirituality, the difference between faith versus spirituality or religion versus spirituality, you know, they don't necessarily need to be different because I think of myself as both. But people don't. Some people don't. And religious is typically looked at as like organized or community driven or based on beliefs or spirituality doesn't typically involve something supernatural, you know, that can involve nature. I'm out in the wilderness or I'm out on a hike and I feel very spiritual, right? So some people say they're spiritual and not religious. And that's, I guess, to each his own. Maybe they don't want to be involved in organized religion. And sometimes organized religion, there's a reason not to want to be involved in it. Really. And I think that's important for women listening to understand is that having faith does not mean necessarily to have faith in Jesus or Mohammed or, or whoever the God name is attached, but rather having faith that there is a higher power, a higher energy, a higher being out there into which you can lay your trust into. Could that be a good definition? Yes, I think that is definitely a good definition in the beginning. I think a lot of times people are maybe afraid to believe. Maybe they're mm -hmm. afraid to have faith. Maybe they're afraid to have faith because of how they grew up. Yes. But, you know, and that could be a lot of things that could be maybe it was because of abuse or something like that. So people are afraid like, hey, I, this happened to me. So how can I believe or how can I have faith? But at the same time, it could also be how they grew up and what religion was imposed on them. And honestly, that's something that we need to get to know ourselves. And that is a across the spectrum. I mean, if there's one piece of advice that I could give people is you need to get to know yourself. You need to know who you are and what resonates with you, what is important to you. How do you want to feel each day, especially as it when it comes around food, because all of, you know, the overlying thing here is is, you know, food and feeling good and knowing how to eat right and how faith relates to that, right? So, we need to know that hey, this feels really good and this is how I should be eating and learn to have intertwined faith into that, that, hey, you know, I was created a certain way and God created my body and he created food to work in it perfectly. And it doesn't have to be complex. I think we make things really, really complicated. I totally agree with you. And I think we make things so complicated because we don't have faith in our own self, which includes our body. Mm -hmm. Because we think we can outbeat our own wisdom, our own spirit, or our own body by left brain thinking, which is calculation and numbers and statistics and science, instead of just trusting that this is the right thing. Right, right. Or, or looking for quick fixes as opposed to looking for a lifestyle and creating habits and just making really, really small changes. I mean, that's one of the things that I talk about all the time is you need to make small changes and incorporate them into your life. But what we see people do, me being guilty of it as well, 
in the past is trying to change too many things or trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, doing a diet or eating a certain way that doesn't resonate with you at all, or trying to live a certain way that doesn't fit one single bit. And we need to go back to basics and say, hey, you know, this is what works for me. This is what's good. This is what's going to help me one little step at a time. And faith is all of that for me because it's the core of my being as a human. And it's not about religion for me, but it is about a relationship, you know, personally, me being a Christian personally. May I ask, what is your personal story, Christina, around faith? Because you said you had a personal, you had a beginning where you tried to control everything and now you have more faith. How did that came about that change in your life? Oh, that's a long process. <laughs> yeah, definitely a long process. But I I grew up in a Christian religion, so I, I grew up as Catholic, which is what a lot of people consider to be a more regimented or restrictive rule-based type of religion. And I'm, I don't profess to be Catholic. I'm a non-denominational Christian. So I do believe the Bible and, and Jesus and creation. But I've always struggled, and I probably will continue to struggle. But what happened in my real personal story when it comes to health was in 2010, I lost my brother to pancreatic cancer. He was 49 years old, and I got a phone call. He was sick. They gave him six months to live, and he died 90 days later. And I think I was 43 at the time or 42, something like I'm seven years younger than him. And when that happened, I mean, I was just blown away, just blown away for my sibling in his 40s to get sick and die. And he looked like this healthy guy. And so I started a basically a search. I mean, I started to look into, hey, like I look like a healthy person. He did, too. What's going to happen to me? Am I going to get sick? Could I get cancer and die? And wow, it just really just blew me away. And that started really my quest around learning about what works for me and learning about food and learning about animals and learning about my faith and and really, you know, digging into that a lot deeper. And it's been a journey. So that was seven, eight years ago. And over that period of time, I made really small changes. I ended up going back to school in my 40s to become a health coach and to study nutrition and fitness and all of those types of things. And then I looked at it all and went, wow, you know, if all of that stuff is important, it's important to have knowledge, but knowledge or information means nothing unless you're taking action. And then looking at it, going back to the basics and what we've changed over the course of the last, you know, 100 years when it comes to food. It's like, what works in our body? Well, food that was put on this earth, food that God created. And it really made me go back to my roots and creation as God created my body perfectly. He created food for us to eat. It works perfectly in our body, and we, we so know that now by studying uh, gut health, that as we feed our bodies, it feeds our organs and our blood and our brain, and 
studies show when you eat certain foods, it just makes you feel better. So it just, that whole process has helped me a lot. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't still struggle at times because we're human. We're faulty humans and we're not meant to be perfect and we're not meant to eat 100% of the time like this perfect diet when there's all these other things like that's just not realistic and I don't I don't live that way I don't teach that way I don't profess anything that way it's we are you know sin fallen people and we are also people that are not intended to be perfect that's essentially why Jesus died on the cross if that's the religion that you believe because he died for our sins we're not going to be perfect it's having that belief and having that faith and knowing that, hey, I can be imperfect and I can still be loved. And I can still love myself. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Everybody needs to love themselves. We look in the mirror and we put on clothes and we criticize ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I still do it sometimes. I don't do it as much. And that's one of the things I do is I take a few minutes to say, literally, I wrote a manifesto that I give to people in my feast course. And I tell them, print it out, stick it on your mirror, say it out loud so you can hear the words that you are wonderful, that you can do it, that you are loved, that you are beautiful, no matter what, even if you're trying to lose weight, it doesn't mean that you're not loved and you're not beautiful. Mm -hmm. It means that you're working towards a goal to get healthy. And that's what it should be about. Not the weight, but about our health. That's what really matters, right? Yeah, because any intention towards modifying our body or our health should be from a place of love, mm, not a place of fear. Faith comes from love, not fear. 100%. I couldn't have said it any better. It comes 100%. And Faith, faith is definitely about love. I love that. I just want to add, so without me going in all the details around my own relationship to faith, I can say this. I am from a Catholic background and was very turned off by some of the belief of the Catholic teaching. So I left religion behind. And for a good period of my life, I didn't have any belief in anything like zero, just me. And that's when I started to apply a lot of control to my life because I didn't believe in this big thing outside of me that I could rely and trust. And I went to the opposite, which is a lot of control and a lot of fear for mm -hmm. me to go back to faith. And for me, it's a spiritual faith into a higher energy. I had to go at it from a place of love mm -hmm. and for people struggling with faith that it is to a God or to whatever you believe into, you have to start from a place of love and love for yourself first. Would you agree? Absolutely. And you know what? I mean, even in the Christian religion, the greatest commandment is to, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, what does that mean? You have to love yourself first to be able to love your neighbor that way. So that is the greatest commandment, love. So to love yourself means no more or less on anything else or to have faith doesn't mean you love yourself any less. That's for sure. But love is the greatest commandment. Fear does not come from God. And so if you are on the path of getting healthy right now and want to change your diet or your lifestyle or whatever, and you're doing it from a place of fear, 
because you hate yourself, there's chances that it's not going to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. But yeah. And I think that as time goes on in, in our lifetimes and as we see technology and we see media and we see so much around us, you know, we beat ourselves up even more. And that's not good. That is not good whatsoever. We need to be able to love one another and, and love who are, we are. Fear, doubt, shame, none of that comes from God. It doesn't. Those are things that we have imposed on one another as humans. But one of the things that I came up with when I was trying to figure out a word that would define what I was teaching, I came up with, and I truly believe that God gave me this word, that I came up with the word faithitarian. And when that word came to my head, I was like, wow, I wonder if this word has ever been used. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I looked it up. I Googled it. I hashtagged it. I searched it on Wikipedia. I looked on Instagram. I looked on Facebook and it was no, I looked on YouTube everywhere. It was nowhere, nowhere to be found Had never been used. And that is what I decided was a word to describe what I do. And that encompasses, you know, a few different things, right? So faith is by definition, a trust and confidence in someone or something or a strong belief. Humanitarian was concern or seeking to promote human welfare. I had kind of looked at humanitarian and faith, but then like the word Aryan as itself indicates a person or thing that advocates, believes, or is associated with. So I looked at all those things and I was like, faithitarian, it's just such a perfect word. And the definition is a lifestyle or belief that encompasses whole food and healthy living with faith at the core. Because food is defined as nutritious substances. Faith, the way that I look at that is faith, confidence, and trust. And as a humanitarian, you know, seeking human welfare, but really the Aryan part of it is a person or belief associated with something. So I came up with that word, which, you know, it's not meant to like take away from anything. It's just really a way for me to be able to combine faith, which again, as you define, shouldn't have faith without love. Love is part of it, right? Mm -hmm. And caring for our bodies with food and in a healthy way. So that was a word that I came up with several, about six months ago, I think. That's a very empowering word. And I'm going back to my work with women in my own journey is we do not have the faith in our own self, in our own journey, in the outcome of our life that something good can happen to us. Mm. Yeah. But when we look at it from a place of believing in this higher power in God, we know that the outcome of our life has to be around love. Absolutely. Absolutely. So aligning our diet, aligning our lifestyle so we can be provided this love, the best outcome for our life is essential. So what have you found? in your practice or in working with your own journey or those of your client, how has faith benefited their health and their outcome of their 
journey in this world of food and health? A lot of my clients, a lot have said, wow, I hadn't really thought of Mm-hmm. associating my faith with my health journey, which is really incredible because it didn't really dawn on me right off the bat either. But faith encourages healthy behavior. It reduces stress. It gives us something greater than us to believe in. And community improves emotional health. And I was sharing this with you before If anybody's curious about this, there's a book out there called The Blue Zones that Dan Bootner, he didn't just write the book. He did the research and he went into these areas in the world and lived with them to study them. And there are five different blue zones in the world where people live the longest and are the happiest. And it's where they live in these communities. And he uses the power nine principle. There are basically nine principles that he talks about where these people live the longest. And he also told about another super powerful common factor in longevity. And that he pointed out that medical science to add meaningful time to longevity adding six months takes almost a medical miracle, meaning perfect living and that type of thing. But religiously active people astonishingly added four to 14 years of quality living by attending religious services four times a month. And he said, U.S. Life expectancy is 76 for males, 81 for females, and churchgoers actually beat those terms by a mile. So that's amazing to me. And then another woman that was actually studying that, she did an extensive study of 9,000 older Europeans. And the four years, it was a four year study of 9,000 people, and it gauged the effect of several factors of a subject's mental health. And what they looked at was volunteering, charitable work, sports, activity in the political or social organizations, taking educational courses, and participating in religious organizations. And the only activity to provide a lasting positive influence on mental health was religious involvement. And over time, the other activities provided either like no positive benefit or created a negative influence on mental health. And so health, as we look at it, it's not just what we put in our mouths, right? It's well-rounded. It has to have balance mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And those studies, it just solidified it and just literally blew my mind. But I love it. I'm shaking my head. If people could see me right now, I'm just shaking a nod and up and down. And I want to say yes to that because going to church is the act and part of praying, which is a contemplative practice in the same level as meditation is. And we've got a plethora of studies showing how powerful meditation is. So If you're not loving prayers, but you meditate, it's all in the same bucket. It's all in that place of us. I don't want to say communicating, but putting ourselves into a place where there's a higher energy and a higher being in our journey. So 
Yeah. And that's how we communicate. I mean, that is how we communicate, right, with God and how we learn to take care of ourselves. And the Bible reminds us that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And that is not just our body, meaning what we eat. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than that. And when we're born, God is inside of us and lives within us. And we're reminded that we are to glorify God through our body, which means taking care of it, connecting with. So, you know, taking care of our body, it means paying attention to what we think, Mm -hmm. paying attention to how we speak, what is coming out of our mouth, just as much as what we're putting into our mouth. Totally, because often what comes out of our mouth is a reflection of what goes on in our thoughts. And then when we have lost faith and we are in a state of fear, the thoughts in our heads are very negative. Mm. So consequently, what's going to come out of our mouth will be negative as well. 100%. That is 100%. I mean, I've gone through times in my life where I felt, I don't really remember what I was going through, but I remember times that I've gone through where I was just really negative. And my thoughts were negative about me. What was coming out of my mouth was negative to other people. I'm sure nobody liked me. (laughs) Been there, done that too. Yeah, because I didn't like myself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't like yourself, how are other people going to like you, right? And it's not really about other people liking you, but still, greatest commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. That means love yourself too. Absolutely. I mean, you cannot give to others if you don't give to self first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So definitely the context of what you just talked about. And when we look at holistic health, That's what I studied, holistic nutrition. There Mm -hmm. is like eight different branches of health and spirituality, including religion, is a tremendous part of that. Mm -hmm. So when I work with people and I ask them, do you have a belief or do you believe in God? I don't care what the name of it is. It's more understanding if that person has a belief in something higher or bigger than themselves. So then when things get tough, as you experience, you can rely on this trust and this help that things are going to get better. And that is tremendously important. Right. So when you work with people, this component of faith obviously takes a huge part of it. Do you have any tips for us to help us integrate faith into our day-to-day life? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I try to emphasize is to make sure that you get to know yourself. And that's in a few different ways. And that getting to know ourselves is also paying attention to how we feel when we eat. Those things are tremendously important because I think that we've become a new normal where everything is so fast paced. We really don't pay attention to how we feel or what we're thinking. And I created this daily checklist that helps you stay on track with food because there's a place in there for food. It helps you stay on track with faith because there's an area to write down a prayer. And it's all about finding your way to your ideal weight and feeling better. But it starts with getting to know yourself. And that is understanding your why, creating your goals, and knowing that your why is what motivates you to accomplish your goals. And I give this in a little checklist and it encourages you on a daily basis to look at that goal and your why. 
to sit and say a prayer on a daily basis. I read something every single morning. It's a, this little tiny book by Sarah Young called Jesus Calling, and it's a game changer. And it's simple. When I tell you it takes two minutes, but it's so thought provoking and in a way that is just you look at it and go, wow, you know, maybe I really didn't think of it that way. But it's just so positive and uplifting and helping you through life because she actually wrote it. I believe she's in her 70s now. And she actually wrote this book when she was going through a health crisis. And it was essentially her cry, her cry out to God. And she wrote it as she went through it. And it's become a daily devotional. It's, you know, one small, small reading for each day. And that is something that was a game changer for me. It helped ground me, guide me. It's very uplifting and powerful, the thought in it. And it really connects you. So it's a really simple, simple thing to do. And I have a daily checklist. You can download that. And it goes through really really simple but specific exercises to write out your why, your goal, to pray, journal some of your food. And as I said before, best advice I could give those to get to know yourself because you matter and you must be a priority to yourself in order to take care of yourself. I've heard people say to me, I erase myself. And when somebody, I mean, it almost makes me want to cry for somebody to say that they erase themselves and because that means they're not important at all. And I can tell you that you're important. You're important to me, let alone God. (laughs) So, you know, you're important to me. I'm here because I want to help people. I want to help people feel better, live longer, be happier and be more connected. I want to say the word amen, but I'm going to refrain myself from saying that. But that's, <laughs> that's funny because I just launched the Beyond the Food Academy. And the principle of it is to get to know yourself better so you can end the food obsession. Because I help like women end the food obsession, the binging, the overeating, which is just a symptom of you not knowing yourself and layering a whole bunch of control in your life and creating this food obsession because you don't have faith in yourself, Mm -hmm. which is the really root problem. And the reason why we don't have faith with ourselves is because we don't know how much power we have because we don't know who we are. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So don't erase yourself. (laughs) No. So that book, send me the link because I'm going to add it to the show note as well as the checklist. So for everyone, that'll be added to stephaniedoze.com slash 107, both the book and the checklist that you can access from Christina. Is there anything else you would like to add before we close this amazing, powerful conversation? No, if anybody has any questions or they're struggling with something or they're not sure or they have questions about what I talked about, I always answer all of my emails personally. You can find me at Grenga Health. You know, I'm on social media, Christina Grenga, but Grenga Health. And that's really it. I just want to be able to, to help people and help them you know, feel better and, and be whole and become faithitarians. <laughs> yes, the word you created. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to say that this is 
the beginning of a number of episodes I hope to do in the future around the concept of faith. Because from my own experience and what I see in people, particularly in my case, women out there, it's a big reason why we're struggling. And we have to remove the blockage that we have around the religion, the concept of faith and those who have it and don't and the judgment around that and simply go back to what it should have been, what you define as faithitarian, I think you describe, mm-hmm. so we can all be better. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your time, Christina. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Stephanie. It was a pleasure. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm so glad you stuck around till the end. And if you did learn something and enjoy the show, there's a few things you can do to help me share this message. Number one, you can share the episode right there from your listening device by clicking the share button, or you can also go to the show notes, stephaniedozie.com slash 107 and share the show note with a loved one in your life, with your girlfriend, your cousin, your aunt, your mom, anyone that need to hear this message, you can tag me or tag Christina at Grenga Health and let us know what you thought of the content today and how faith is involved in your own health journey. We have a great show coming up on show 108 on Thursday. I will talk to you about gratefulness and how a practice of gratefulness can actually improve your stress level and your health in general so you can have a better relationship to food. Again, I'm glad that you were here till the end. I love you and I'll see you on the next show.